Terrible Teacher, Chapter 7 The meeting ended abruptly, as we all had to eat our dinner. We had pinned our prefect badges to our jumpers, safe in the knowledge we could all keep in contact now. Mr Topping followed us to the hall, where Tony and Anne, the cooks, were arguing about how late we were. Time to call this, lad? Anne questioned Mr Topping. Or leave him alone, you, Tony answered. He needs feeding up and looking after. We all laughed at this, and the way they treated Mr Topping, like he could not look after himself. And you look and stop smirking, where have you been? Anne continued. They've been with me, Mr Topping interjected. Prefect meeting. Prefect? These lot, you're joking, Tony grinned. I know I was struggling, and these were all I could come up with, Mr Topping added. The rest of the dinner hall was relatively quiet, with some of the chairs and tables being put away. I shall have to eat this quickly, Mr Topping exclaimed. Fraser has that appointment at 1pm, so I need to be ready for that. I need to check who he is meeting and what the consequences of that may be. He tucked into his jacket potato and salad ravenously. Fraser and I have history and I for one want to know what he's got planned. He polished off his dinner in record time, handed his plate to Steve, who obligingly took it back to the dinner hatch and bid us farewell. When shall we meet next? I asked. Tomorrow morning at playtime. I'm on duty, so we'll have to do it on the playground. I will let you know what is going on with this meeting then too. With that, he disappeared and left the hall. We looked at each other, still a little in shock from what we'd learnt today so far. Well, I'm going out to play, Steve finally announced to the group. Who's coming? One by one, we all mumbled in agreement and carried our trays out and left the hall through the door out onto the playground. Our playground was just like any other school playground. Markings on the floor, tires to climb over, ropes and balance bars to climb on, and a special area for the reception children to play in. This was right outside Mr Fraser's window, and he always went mad when the reception children started playing and making a noise when his class were trying to work. He would always slam his windows and give Mrs Roberts and the children a nasty look. Children at our school, especially in year six, were a little different. We had various groups of people who hung around with each other. There was our little gang, Rebecca, Steve, Laura, Lorraine and I, but other groups existed. We all got on, but usually these groups were all drawn to each other every playtime. There was the cool gang, the boys who thought that they were going to be rock stars when they grew up. They had long hair and drew tattoos on their arms in permanent marker, so even if they got told to wash it off, they could not. Craig, John and Phil said they were going to form a gang when they grew up, and Phil stopped looking in the mirror every time he passed one. Then there was Victor, or as he liked to be known, the Vortex. Victor loved hula-hooping. He always had a hoop around his middle and walked around the yard constantly spinning. I'm sure the Vortex would eat his dinner standing up while simultaneously hooping if the dinner staff did not tell him off. It was always accompanied by Kirsty, who played music that he could hoop to. Another pair were Imogen and Anya. These two were the edgy kids, dressed differently, listened to cool retro music, did not care what anyone thought. Next, there was Mick and Tess. They were always together, holding hands, saying they were in love. Mick always had lots of stories, and everyone loved listening to them. He was so good, we said he should be an author when he grew up. Finally, there was Tom, Claudette, and Frank. Tom was a piano genius. So good, in fact, that he played in assemblies. 
Frank and Claudette were very strange. They called each other Dave. Dave 1 and Dave 2. Even Mr Topping called them Dave in class, which everyone thought was hysterical. I wonder who we'll have in class this afternoon if Mr Topping is busy, Laura questioned. Good point, Rebecca added. I bet it'll be Mr Russell. The bell rang at one o'clock as usual, and sure enough, out wrote Mr Russell, everyone's favourite supply teacher. It was always good fun when he was in class, as he was an example of a laid-back teacher. This afternoon we were doing art, and we could get all the paint out. This did not happen very often, so when it did happen, we made the most of it. Mr Topping had taught us to be independent and sort out tasks like organising paint ourselves. To Mr Russell, this was a dream, as he just sat at the desk and said get on with it. Rebecca and I were trusted with putting out the paint into the pallet trays. Dave and Dave handed out newspaper, whilst Victor stood in the corner of the room, hooping. He had managed to sneak it in after dinner. Put that hoop away, Victor, ordered Mr Russell. I fear we may have some sort of paint disaster on our hands if you continue spinning around there. We all sat down and started our paintings. Having studied the Victorians in history, we were now recreating paintings of L.S. Lowry and his matched-up men. As we were working hard, but chatting quietly, I suddenly heard a beeping noise. The prefect badge Mr. Topping had given me was vibrating. Mr. Russell, can I go to the toilet? I asked. Yes, but be quick, the response came. I looked at the others in our group as their badges had also vibrated. I'll find out what's going on, I whispered as I left the table. Out of the classroom I went and into the toilet straight into a cubicle. The toilets were not too bad at school. The girls were a lot better than the boys, apparently, as I'd never been in the boys, but Steve said there was always pools of liquid on the floor. I never wanted details more than that, but Steve always was saying he would get a mop to clean the floor. He said he would love to clean to music, but that was Steve. I closed the toilet seat and sat down and pressed the badge. Uh, hello? Ah, Wolf, is that you? whispered Mr. Topping with a crackle. Yes, this is Le I mean Wolf. Excellent, came the reply. I've intercepted the subjects and can identify Mr. Smith is not a pseudonym, but is a local councilman, Mr. Smith. Through further investigation and a little bit of lip reading, I've managed to find out that Mr. Smith is a member of the council who oversees arranging the upcoming visit to the Prime Minister to our town. Fraser is finding out a lot of details of the visit he seems to be plotting something. What do you think that is, I quizzed, whispering as best as I could in case somebody came into the toilet. I'm not sure yet, but I need you to check something for me. Hang on, I interrupted. The door to the toilet swung open. I panicked. Who could it be? Who's come looking for me? I've not been that long, but maybe Mr. Russell had sent someone to look for me, or even worse, he'd come himself. I held my breath and stood down and looked under the cubicle door. There before me was a pair of black heels. Though not appropriate footwear, this is what Rebecca wore all the time as she liked to look posh. Rebecca, you scared me. Keep looking out for me. It's okay, it's only TikTok. You can continue. Fraser seemed to be inferring that he was going to do something this afternoon, but I'm not sure what his plans are for the rest of the day. I need you to get into the staff room and see what's happening for the class for the rest of the day, with him and his class. How am I supposed to do that? I asked, exasperated. Improvise, came the response. Let me know ASAP. 
over and out. I opened the cubicle door and saw Rebecca stood in the toilet doorway, looking both ways. Right, we need to get into the staff room and see what's on the notice board for Fraser's class today. How are we supposed to do that? She repeated. That's what I said. Improvise. We left the toilets and headed down the corridor towards the staff room. As I looked through the thin class window of the staff room door, I could see Mrs O'Leary doing work at the desk. Mr Topping said that she always sat and pretended to be working. But really, she just ate sweets on the table and flipped through a file. What are you going to do? Asked Rebecca, tugging on my sleeve. I was about to knock on the door. Make it up as I go along. And with that, I knocked on the door. Come in, shouted Mrs O'Leary. Hi, miss, I muttered. We need to get something from the photocopier. I planned to get her to turn round and check, and as she did this, Rebecca could look at the notice board. What we did not account for was Miss Prince, another member of staff, sat in the corner of the staff room, cross-legged and eating her late dinner. I panicked, and looking at Rebecca, I could see she had the same thought herself. Okay, help yourself, came the reply. Thanks, miss, I replied. I was now completely improvising, stood in front of a photocopier, waiting for a piece of paper to appear that had not been sent. Rebecca was still loitering by the door, and more importantly, the notice board. Nothing has come out yet. Really, answered Mrs O'Leary. Are you sure you sent it to print here? Positive, I responded. Right, let me have a look. And with that, she got up and started messing with the photocopier. Maybe it's out of paper, Miss Prince added. Within the next minute, Mrs O'Leary had opened every compartment of the photocopier, making it almost double in size. Maybe your sheet is trapped inside somewhere. Miss Prince, you know about this, don't you? With this, Miss Prince put down a jack potato and salad and sprang into action. Now was our chance. I looked at Rebecca and nodded towards the notice board. I continued the distraction. I think I saw a piece of paper in that section at the bottom. Right, let's have a look in there then. Miss Prince decided. Next thing, both members of staff were trying to put their heads as far into a photocopier as they could to find a piece of paper that did not exist. I looked at Rebecca and she gave me a thumbs up. I'll go and print another one, I mumbled, and started back in out of the staff room. Rebecca had already left. Well, we'll fix this for you, don't you worry, came the reply. I nodded politely and smiled and hastily left the staff room. Well, what did you find out? I asked Rebecca with trepidation. You are never going to guess where Mr. Fraser's class are on the way to now. I thought about it, and then it hit me like a lightning bolt. Of course, the town hall. I bet he's where is Mr. Frasering having his meeting. We need to report this to Mr. Topping. Back in the toilet, I told Mr. Topping what we'd found out. Right, girls, you have a new assignment. You need to get into Fraser's classroom and try and find evidence about this gas. Now you better get back to class. We both rushed through the toilet door, straight into Mrs. Camps, the deputy head teacher, and Mrs. Pedder, her teaching assistant. What are you two up to? Mrs. Camps ordered. Uh, we've just been to the toilet, miss. For ten minutes? Mrs. Pedder questioned. Mr. Russell was concerned and couldn't find you, Mrs. Camps continued. He sent for me to come and find you. I think you'd better spend some time in the library with Mrs. Kenyon at afternoon playtime to think about what you've done. But miss, no buts, do as I say. Now, back to class. We returned to the class looking rather sheepish, as we did, 
Mr. Russell was not done either. You two, get back to work now. I don't want any more time wasting. We both sat in our places a little subdued. Steve gave us a supportive smile from across the desk, and we both weakly smiled back. What happened? He said without a sound, leaving his lips. Mr. Russell had his eye on both of us, so replying was too risky. Then Rebecca did something I had not thought of. On the newspaper underneath her painting, she found a crossword. Very casually, she filled in some of the clues. Three down. Check. Four across. Gas. Seven across. Class. Eleven down. Four. She then hinted with her eyebrows for Steve to come over. As laid back as he could, Steve ambled over to our place around the table. As he approached, he read the crossword clues, and knowing nod followed. Stephen, what are you doing? Mr. Russell shouted. You could tell he was getting to the end of his tether with us. Uh, just getting some pink paint for my picture. As he did, he purposely knocked over a cup of water for cleaning brushes all over the crossword. Brilliant thinking, I thought, hiding the evidence. Well, I've had enough of this. Layla and Rebecca, I believe you're spending playtime with Mrs. Kenyon in the library. So Laura and Lorraine, you can tidy up the paint. Laura looked happy about this. Lorraine, not so much. Within the next few minutes, the bell had rung. Laura and Lorraine began cleaning up duty. Rebecca and I headed to the library, which left Steve to investigate Class 4.